Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Bill Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. So this message, let's give it up for our podcast listeners, and uh, this message is uh, Soul Detox, and uh, it's about taking God's Word seriously, uh, especially taking our salvation seriously. So the context of the message will be about the heart, how important the heart is to live the life of total freedom in Him. Um, not shrinking back, not second-guessing God or people, but boldness and confidence live in your best life. So the big deal is, is the heart. And I want to prove that to you through Scripture. So get your Bibles ready and uh, take some notes. I'm going to be flying through this. So I want to give you some statements. There's, there's a couple of detox messages out there. I want to give a couple of statements of the Craig Crochel uh, statements when he was interviewed, why this message is important, and then I'm going to take you through how important the heart is. Is that good? Is that good? So here we go. Soul detoxing is, is absolutely about helping Christians open their eyes to the spiritual trash that is accumulated in their lives. And this is so pertinent these days because of the culture that we're living in. Things are changing, even the last five years. We've been bombarded by so many messages. Anyway, we'll get into that. Many believers, understand this, many believers are absorbing toxins. Thank you for that update of the McDonald's chips. I'm not sure if we're going to be able to release that through the podcast. but (laughs) Many believers are absorbing toxins from culture, relationships, bad habits that pollute our relationship with God and we don't even know it. So everything that we allow into our minds, our hearts and lives, everything that we spend even our money on has an impact on how we grow or don't grow spiritually. So just as we eat physically and it has a bearing on our physical health, what you eat spiritually has a bearing on the fruit of your spirit and the manifestation of your Christian life. Amen? So if you're taking in DVDs all week and you're just taking in gossip and you're taking in carnal thinking, carnal stuff, and you know, you're not going to be a shining star for Jesus, trust me. If you take in pizzas all week and Kentucky Fried and, and you take in you know, all this junk food, you, things are not going to be really great for you either. So it's what you eat has a bearing spiritually and physically, amen? So... Absolutely, it's our hope as the church to help you understand that you shouldn't settle for the cheap substitute of what the world is giving to you to eat, to feed off. So the driving thought, as Julie said, is that we're not a body with a soul, we're a soul with a body. But people make up their, you know, they dress their body, they look after their body, and, and, and they present their body. But really, the most important thing at the end of the day is your soul. Your soul is your mind, your will, your emotions. It's who you really are, amen? 
You can dress this up all you like, but some people's hearts are, you know, are not great. They're toxic, in fact. Christians' statement, Christians are settling for a life that's so much less than what God intended and that we're easily seduced by culture into it. And I'm going to talk about that tonight with the youth, how we're being seduced by culture, the media, that it's okay for a young girl, four or five, to dress like that. No way. It's not. In terms of God, in terms of God, it's not right for a lot of this stuff that the culture, that the social media is telling us is okay. It's not right to have sex outside marriage. In fact, they use a word, and I've hardly ever used it, it's called fornification. Terrible word, is it? Sounds horrible, but that's what it's like. Understand this, God's grace is abundant. When we go to heaven, you're gonna be absolutely amazed at how much grace God has got. So please, don't bang yourself up. Don't be condemned about any issues that you're dealing with, amen? God is yearning for us to turn away from sin. And if you look at Galatians 3, 1 to 10, since then you have been raised with Christ. We're born again. Thank you, Jesus. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Amen. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. This is where our prayer life, this is where Bible reading, this is where hanging out with God 24-7 kicks in. You just kick them back into the presence of God. We're not living religiously. We just don't come to a church and pay homage to a God very distant and then live your life. No, we're in Christ, amen. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ. We're in Christ, amen. When Christ who is in your life appears, then you will appear with him in glory. Let's just pull it up there because it continues on about understanding that we need to crucify the flesh. Amen? So sin prevents us having this spiritual relationship with God. It stops us moving forward. And, and who, who would love to make grounds on God? Who would like to make ground, and, you know, go forward, actually feel like, like yesterday, I think it was, I thought, well, this morning, I'm here and the birds twittering and, you know, singing, and I'm thinking, my God, this is a great country. This is awesome to be alive. Thank you, Jesus. Man, I'm, I'm blessed. And, and, and it was like all over again, I felt like a new appreciation. I'd come out of the dullness. I'd come out of the ingratitude to a place of gratitude. But imagine being able to have that as an ongoing thing. The Holy Spirit is key. John 16, 7. But very I tell you, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, an advocate, that's the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Get to know the Holy Spirit, guys. Treat him as a friend. When he comes, he will prove the world. Now, this is his job. When he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. So the Holy Spirit's there, more or less counseling you, encouraging you, but even convicting you about things that you need to deal with, amen? So our responsibility is to be sincere before God, to open our hearts up before God, to confess before God these things that may be separating. In Psalm 139, David, he says this in the Psalms. Psalm 139, verse 23. I'm gonna be moving along very quickly. Search me, God. Know my heart. Test me. Imagine this being your prayer right now. Lord, search me, God. 
Why can't I get a breakthrough? Why can't I worship God? Why can't I really get into this? Why can't I feel your love, Lord God? Why? It could be about the heart, and it could need a prayer like this. Search me, God. Know my heart. Test me, and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. The book of Acts says it like this in Acts 24, verse 16. So I strive always to keep my conscience clear before God and man. That's so important. 2 Corinthians 7, 1, a real favorite of ours. Uh, the Walls would remember this one. We used to quote this in the days of revival. Give it up for Lisa and Ian Wall, these guys. They were part of our church years ago, 18, 17, 16 years ago, when we first birthed the church in the Cutler Drive, and they're here visiting us this morning. And I'm sure they would have heard this scripture because we quoted it so many times. Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. So C3 Church do have, they have a passion. We have a passion for you to embrace your identity in Christ, which is a holy life, and your whole life in Christ. Leaders meeting the other night, and I talked about learning to live like Jesus. Then I talked about learning to minister like Jesus. Then I talked about learning to serve like Jesus, which is all about being a disciple. A disciple actually follows Jesus 24-7. We just don't give our you know, a one-time commitment to him. We actually follow him daily. It was powerful. And I quoted this scripture in 1 John 2, 6. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. You know, disciples open their eyes to God's word, but also the influence from the world. The English philosopher Bertrand Russell once said, I can't hear what you're saying because of who you are. This is a philosopher, Bertrand Russell once said, I can't hear you, Christian, what you're saying because of who you are. Very important that we're not prickly, that we haven't got any funny dispositions when we're trying to engage the world, engage the people. They must feel, even besides anything we say, they must feel the love emanating. We're just standing there, no matter what they say, and no matter what they argue, and no matter what criticism, mockery they come up with, and no matter what, you know, whatever, we got to stand there, hold the line in love, and project the love of God, the agape love, the unconditional love. Friend, I don't care what you say to me. I'm going to love you. I'm going to, I'm going to just, 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 just be here for you. I'm going to be friendly still. And I'm just going to continue this stance I have in God. That's powerful. Statements, Craig Rochelle. Um, he was interviewed, so I've grabbed some of the statements that, that came out of this interview. And he has a message called Soul Detox. He says, it seems to me like Christians are settling for a life that's so much less than what God intended. And that we're easily seduced by culture into accepting things that may be harmful to our souls when God has such a better way of life. I'm going to preach that tonight, amen? Pray for me. He, the statement, one guy says, if it's raining and you even put a raincoat on and an umbrella, if you go out into the rain, you still will get wet, amen? You still get wet. It's the way it is. If you go out as a Christian, if you go out into the culture, it will have an effect on you, amen? We're living in a corrosive culture, and it's really tough. 
he says, you have all these things thrown at you. It's almost impossible to live a clean life in a polluted world. Can you sympathize with that? It's almost impossible. Another statement. I think that because by nature we're sinners, living in a life free of sin is ultimately impossible. Yes, I agree. But I do think there's a level of purity both through Christ and practically living as well that is attainable. I believe it is. That's really what we can experience. Many Christians end up being desensitized to what's right and wrong and starting to believe lies to be truths and truths to be lies. Have you found that? Even good Christians believing things to be true which are lies and lies to be true. We, another statement, we have a responsibility to discern that, that we let into our li- what we let into our lives and that everything we do should reflect our commitment to Christ. He, sa- he makes a point, he says, unfortunately, he says, I don't think Christians feel that they are accountable to what they let into their lives. But even the scripture says that we are accountable even for one letter, one word. We're accountable to the words that we speak. He says there is this lie that Christians, and Luke uh, Boyd will preach about this one, there is this lie that Christians feel they are missing out on the exciting life by not fully living for Christ and are immersing themselves in the world. Is that, could you run with that, Luke? Could you run with that? He was just telling me about that the other day. He wants to preach it. He's asked for permission to actually preach that. That going, going, you know, all out for God, that that is going to deprive your life. That's going to shrink your life. That's going to make your life boring. That's going to put your life in a little, little box. No, man. Seeking ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. Man, the joy, the peace, the righteousness, the, the, the wives, the husbands, the babies, the houses, the, the finances, the, all the breakthrough stuff that you need is in him. Amen? The joy. Love it. That's a lie, thinking that if I go all out for God, I'm going to miss out. Another statement. I think we could say that the main cause of all this contamination is a lack of time that Christians actually spend with God whether it's praying or reading the Bible, which makes them vulnerable. Vulnerable to sin. If you're not reading your Bible, if you're not reading your Bible and, and, and you're, not, you're not praying, and man, did we have some great prayer this week. That Wednesday night, I turned up, I gate crashed the Wednesday night prayer, and man, the prayer was ballistic. We stormed heaven, we downloaded from God, and it was awesome, man. That put me in good stead for the rest of the week. Get to the prayer meeting, guys. What's the answer? John 1, 17, and I've quoted this already this morning. For the law was given through Moses, through, but through grace and truth came Jesus Christ. For the law was given through Moses, but, hang on, Jesus came through grace and truth he came. The thing is, the thing that we've got to be careful of, if we just take on truth, we get legalistic. But if we just take on all the grace, we just tend to lose, live a loose life. Oh man, this is awesome. You can go down to C3 Target, get born again, I'm going to heaven, but then I can just do all this crazy other stuff and it doesn't matter. Man, I can make out with my girlfriend, I can go to Woody's, I can, I can, I can do this crazy stuff and, and, and I'm bound for heaven. You can lose your salvation. The Bible says you will not inherit the kingdom of God if you carry on with it. I want to speak that tonight. So, 
How do you think Christianity, he's asked, or the world would change if all Christians went through this soul detox? He says, first of all, I think that people would have a deeper intimacy with God that would overflow into every area of their lives. I think relationally, he says on another point, we'd be transformed because we'd be loving out of pure motives and out of truths rather than out of our own securities. And then ultimately, I think we would live for the things that last and matter instead of living for selfish and temporary desires. Is this good? God's word, God's power is the solution. It can detox you of thoughts, emotions, words through relationships and all the stuff that we get banged up on. It's the word of God that can put us in good stead to represent ourselves to God and represent ourselves to friends and family. So soul detox is the remedy. It removes toxins. The soul needs the process to remove toxins. Things that have crept into our mind through experiences, wounds, thoughts, will, emotions. The detox series is about removing those poisons so that you can live the elevated life, we would call it. The ever, ever elevated life, I should say. So it's a good series. I'm loving it. And I'm hoping that it will remove every hindrance between you and God, between you and the people around you, between you and your church, between you and anyone you try and witness to. Ephesians 2.6 says, God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Proverbs 4.23, is our, Proverbs 4.23, this is our key scripture. Above all else, guard your heart, guard your mind, your will, your emotions, for everything, did I say everything? Everything, all that you do, all that you do in life flows from your heart, amen? Because it's your mind, your will, your emotions. You make decisions, that's your will. Your mind, your will, your emotions act out your whole life. This message um, scripture in Philippians 4, 8, 9, summing it up, I don't know if they've got this one. Oh, yeah, yeah, praise God. Summing it all up, friends, I'd say you do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse, put into practice what you've learned from me, what you've heard and saw and realized. Do that and God, who makes everything work together, will work in you, into you, the most excellent harmonies. I love that. So again, the scripture says everything, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Um, another version actually says in, in New King James Version, Proverbs 4.23, it says, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring, I said spring, the issues of life. You know when sometimes maybe out of hurt, maybe out of stuff turmoil in their life, maybe out of sin, stuff just springs forth on you. You go, whoa, hang on, I thought, I thought we're all curly. I thought this was a, a good meeting here. I thought this was all great. And, and it's just like a, a spring, like pressure, the water under the ground, and it eventually finds a way out. It springs forth. So you've got to be so, you've got to be so circumspect about how your heart really is. It could release poisons out into the atmosphere. A toxin is a dangerous substance that can cause harm to the body or even death. 
If we fail to detox the soul, negative self-destructive forces will continue to surface through the emotions, thoughts, even decisions and behavior. I, I, I was amazed at where the word toxin comes from. It comes from the Greek word toxicon, which refers to an archer taking aim and then shooting a poisoned arrow. And the poison on the end of that arrow is where the word toxic comes from. Ephesians 6.16 says, Above all, taking the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. All these things at multimedia, social media, people, whatever, people yelling at you in traffic, business deals, cussing you, whatever, you just got to put up the shield of faith, man, because those things probably intend to buy Satan, to pierce your heart, and, and, and cause you a disposition that you, you could live with forever, amen? So the human heart, Julie said, is the center of a person's will, emotions, and intellect. Proverbs 23, verse seven says, for as he thinketh in his heart, so he is. So it's not what you obtain, it's not the amount of money you earn, it's not the status that you have and what job you have. Who you are and how you are successful is by your heart. It's about your heart. As a man thinks, some people think, I just got to get all this money. Then I can, then I can think really well. I, I, I just got to get this you know, important job and then I'll be able to present myself with. No, it's about the heart. This is major wisdom from the Lord God's word. Amen? Detox, short for detoxify, yes. Means to remove or extract poisons. My God. Stuff that's in us, it needs to be eliminated. Um, okay, let's do this because my time is nearly gone. The heart is so, so important, isn't it? Watch over your heart with all diligence. Proverbs 4.23, for from it flows the springs of life. Check this out. Luke 6.4.45, the good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth what is good and the evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth what is evil. For his mouth speaks from that which fills his heart. Amen? Jesus talks about heart. Again, in Mark, I think it's Mark 7.20. He went out. What comes out of a person is what defiles him, meaning makes unclean. For it is within him, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. It's all, all there in the heart. All these evils come from inside and defile, meaning, another version says, makes unclean. What's that mean? That means it causes a distance between you and God. You, you can't have true intimacy with God when you've got that stuff there, when you've got those sins and that rubbish and those toxins in your heart, you can press as much as you can towards, but there's always a limit. There's no capacity to really touch the hem of Jesus for some reason. Matthew 12, 34, he says it like this, you brood of vipers, how can you who are evil say anything good? For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, and it goes on. So let's look at how important the heart is, and I'm this will be the last thing I'll do, but this is powerful. How important is the heart, the mind, the will, the emotion, the heart, you, the control center, your heart regulates what you receive. It regulates the actions, your everything, your thoughts, 
How you live your life is all about the heart. That's why we got to preserve it. That's why you got to be careful of the images you take in, the stuff that you hear. How many times, Jules, are we in our home and we put the TV on and we get a sense that that is toxic? Turn it over. I don't care what it is, man. This movie's got a great rave or whatever. And, and, and when you get discerning, you can tell that this is a spiritual onslaught. This is a spiritual attack to your life. I've walked out of movies that I have persevered with, and I know I've been screwed up in my head, in my heart, that they have, they have polluted me. I have been corrupted. I mean, I'm, I could name movies. I mean, I... I but there's movies that will corrupt you. And I've walked out of that cinema at Tugger and I've gone, my God, what, what was that about? My God, am I still saved? Am I still in Christ? Am I still, you know, it's literally like that, that it's an onslaught because our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities that are actually probably ruling and reigning over Hollywood. There's some spiritual warfare for you. Amen. So let's check the heart out. I hope we've got these in PowerPoint Let's look at how important the heart is. The heart is the center of the intellect. That is the mind. Why is it so important? Yeah, that's great, guys. People know things in their heart. That's why it's important. Pray in their heart. That's why it's important. Meditate in their heart. Hide God's word in their heart. Devise plans in their heart. This is why the heart is so important. Keep words within their heart. Think in their heart. Doubt in their heart. Ponder in their heart. Believe in their heart. Sing in their heart. All these actions of the heart are primarily issues of the mind. Let's check out the other one. Here's another component of your heart, of your soul, and it's the emotions. What's it made up of? It's made up of things like this, a glad heart, the loving heart, the fearful heart, the courageous heart, the repentant heart, the anxious heart, the angry heart, the revived heart, the anguished heart, the delighted heart, the grieving heart, the humble heart, the excited or burning heart, I love that, the troubled heart. All of these actions of the heart are primarily emotional in character. Finally, the heart is the center of the human will. That is your decisions, guys. Here it is. Hardened heart that refuses to do what God commands. Wow. The heart that is yielded to God. Good news. The heart that intends to do something. The heart that is devoted to seeking the Lord the heart that is turned towards God's statutes, and the heart that wants to do something. All of these activities take place in the human will. I like that. The heart that intends to do something. The heart that wants to do something, meaning it's about your will. So Jeremiah says there is a predicament about our heart that we must know as humans, as people of God even, Jeremiah says it like this, Jeremiah 17 verse 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Julie quoted a scripture, I think, in Hebrews 4.12, the word of God can understand your heart. God can understand your heart. That's why receiving the word of God under your heart, you can remedy the situation. You can detox your body. By the way, I love detoxing. I go for a 21-day fast every January to kickstart my year, and literally, I go on water for three, four days. It's like a revolution on my body. My body is just crying out, 
my body's saying, you're a mad person. What are you doing? So I go in water for about three, four days. I break the back of hunger. I've got to break that back of that soulish desire to eat. I've got to break it and I crucify my flesh and I fast my body of food for three, four days. Once I've done that, then I can juice some juice and live for the remainder of the 21 days on juice. And do you know what? The toxins, man, maybe I got a headache because I drink coffee and, and, and you know, and the stuff is coming. And, you know, it's, it's terrible. It's ugly. But, but after, after it, um, I'm in Christ. I'm in the atmosphere of God. I can hear properly. I can think properly. My, my cr- flesh is crucified. And the things that I want to do, I will do if they're good. And the things I don't want to do, I won't do. If I'm not supposed to do, I won't do. There's just like this unity in my spirit, in my body, in my soul. If you get the victory, it's a bit like this. If you've got the Word of God, it's gone down between your soul and spirit. Your heart's been sanctified. and You've prayed the prayer, creating me a pure heart. I'll go to the last PowerPoints, guys. And you've prayed, cleanse me with hyssop, Lord, and I will be clean. Wash me and I'll be whiter than snow. And let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Some people feel like that. Man, I feel crushed. I feel so displaced out of God. But David says he created me a pure heart, oh God. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Is that your, is that your prayer? Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. I love this. If that happens, and it will, and we shall be healed and blessed and detoxified of stuff, images, thoughts, hurts, things we've said, things we've spent our money on even. Cleanse us, Lord God. after that, you feel like you're revived and these are the, some of the good things that you're regenerated, rejuve, rejuvenated, detoxed, revived, however you want to say it, heart can do as believers. They praise God with all their hearts. They meditate in their hearts. This is a good clean heart, guys. You get this? So now your heart's cleansed of all the rubbish. Cleanse me, Lord. Then you can praise God with all your heart. Meditate in your heart. Cry out to God from your heart. Seek God with all your heart. Hide God's Word in your heart. Some people's hearts are so full, so crammed. It's like a warehouse, so full. There's no room to spare for God's Word. It's so crammed with with stuff. It's crammed with all the, the gossip magazines, crammed with the TV images, crammed with the idle chatter of the world, crammed with stuff and and the Word of God, you just can't get it in. You have to find somewhere in this warehouse of your brain and your heart to find where to put the Word of God. Oh, I think I'll put it up on that top shelf like in my garage, man, because my garage is full and everything goes to the top shelf. I'll put it up there. And the other day it fell on the car. And gotta, Guys, you've got to do some spring cleaning. You've got to throw some stuff away. Throw some stuff away, man. You want to put some good stuff in you. You got to throw some stuff. You've got to be brutal. Don't even sell it. Just throw it. Just get rid of it. Lay it at the feet of Jesus. Hide God's word in your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Experience God's love poured into your heart. 
and sing to God in your heart. And the saints say... We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon. Faith to live like Christ for all our days.